You're listening to a Southern Star Media Production. West Cork, West Cork, West Cork. Home of the Fastnet Lighthouse, Bank Holiday Tailbacks on the N71, and General Michael Collins. If they shut me up, who'll take my place? Who's going to take my place? In 2018, more than 2.7 million people came to Cork from outside the county, with a large percentage of those venturing west of the Kinsale Road roundabout. For a region so dependent on welcoming visitors to our towns, villages and islands, the last 24 months have been particularly difficult. But with the pandemic years almost behind us, what does the future hold for tourism in West Cork? I'm Siobhan Cronin, and this is The Big Story, Bringing Back the Tourists. You know, I personally, when I see like Broad Strand or Guardstone and I see those big giant kites uh, up in the air, I'm, you know, I think we really have it all here. We really have it all. And if we put the proper facilities in place and if we promote it, I really think we can position ourselves as like a Queenstown in New Zealand who have this reputation for being the, the outdoor adventure capital of the world. We have it all here. That's Fianna Fáil TD Christopher O'Sullivan from Clonakilty, who strongly believes West Cork has the potential to become a world-class tourist destination to rival the likes of Queenstown in New Zealand. The southwest of Ireland is already the most popular region for tourists outside of Dublin, and Cork is the second most visited county after the capital. Over 2.7 million people visited the county in 2018, generating 833 million euro for the economy. But of the top five paid attractions in the county, there is only one west of the city, and that is Charlesfort in Kinsale. That means there is plenty of scope for developing more to see and do in West Cork, and to get an even bigger share of that 833 million euro, a figure that is set to grow as we emerge from the pandemic years. One area West Cork has always excelled in is hospitality, but despite a bumper summer expected, it's an industry that has faced its fair share of challenges in the last two years, as Neil Grant, general manager of the Celtic Ross Hotel in Roscarbury explains. Uh, we, we are a 66-bedroom hotel, but we're only selling 58 rooms at max. Uh, and we also have, obviously, uh, capacity, uh, you know, uh, upper limits that we can accommodate in the restaurant and such like, which I think gives for a nice experience when you're in, uh, when you get a reservation and when you're in the hotel. But it does cause a little bit of uh, anxiety when people are trying to book a table or they want to bring a, a family gathering and... You know, we all know the protocols, but it's not completely uh, as much as we think it is. It's not completely common knowledge to uh, to everyone else. So for them, they can't quite understand why we're we're being cautious. Um, I think the other thing is obviously staff. You know, um, it's I've heard a lot of things. Uh, you know, around the industry that, that a lot of talent has left the uh, the hospitality industry, and we're the same. We lost a number of people at the tail end of last year, but. We've, we've got a good number that stayed with us this time round. And I think, you know, um, it's even trying to find kind of hourly waiters and waitresses is, is a bit of a challenge at the moment. Despite the obvious challenges, 
there remains plenty of reason to be optimistic as we gear up for the big summer influx. Cork County Council has invested significantly in the magnificently located Camden Fort Mar in Crosshaven and the Mizzenhead Visitor Centre is already a well-established attraction, with the likes of the little-known Bantry Blueway mapped route for kayakers launched in 2015, there are always more attractions coming down the tracks. The popular new Bantry Marina, with its serviced bays for camper vans, was opened in 2017, and this month a brand new hostel has opened on Whitty Island. In fact, our beautiful islands are still a hidden gem for many of our regular visitors. While the seven inhabited islands and the garden paradise of Garnish near Glengariff could be the jewels of our tourism offering, there are dozens more that are less well known. The islands of Hare, Bear, Shirkin, Cape Clear, Long Island and Dursey are really upping their tourism game lately with glamping sites, distilleries and boat trips. And now Whiddy is set to join its six sisters by making a big push to attract more guests. As we discovered on a recent trip to the Bantry Bay Island. Ex-fisherman John Sheehan has been driving the Whitty Ferry for two years and has already seen a spike in visitors since the new hostel opened on the island. Oh, definitely, I definitely. There's people like last week in Tusfold, there was 30 people staying there, I suppose, they're over it, I'm not too sure, but Tusfold anyway, you know. Oh. People coming over for the first time, so. Eh? People are coming for the first time. Oh, yeah, first time, yeah. Oh, delighted with it, absolutely delighted. I can come and go as they please, like. Give me a few, and a few jars in the pub, I bought a jazz for. One of the people most responsible for the rejuvenation of Whitty Island is ferry operator, bar owner, and now hostel host, Tim O'Leary. So my name is Tim O'Leary and myself and my wife Kathleen, we bought the old school house here in the island and we developed it and we just finished it there. And we also run the ferry services and we run a pub and a restaurant on the pier as you lend the Bank House Baron restaurant where we serve delicious food. Yeah, I suppose we came to this project about, we started running the Bank House about nine or ten years ago and it was very apparent to me nearly straight away that we needed accommodation there. And it had always been my dream to do something with the schoolhouse. So we started in that. Uh, it was a kind of a very complicated process because the church owned it but they only had a lease in it because the, land, the landlord at the time had given them the ground to build it. So, like everyone was very helpful to us, but it's just the way this, these things work. It took about two or three years, maybe a little bit more to start it out. So then we had to get funding in place and uh, I suppose we changed our designs three or four times. And yeah, we started and then COVID hit in the middle of it and then, you know, little bits and bobs. But so now we start, we opened here now. We opened a little bit just before Christmas last year and then COVID resurged again. So we're open now, this is our second weekend open. And tell us a bit about like how many beds and... Yeah, so we have, we have um, the main schoolhouse is here and we built, we dug out the playground and we put the accommodation in the back and we preserved the old schoolhouse um, as a kind of a common room or a meeting room. And it has eight bedrooms that can accommodate two sevens, two twos and four fours. And they can be in any variety of uses. So we have 26 beds in total and eight of those are double. So if our maximum capacity would be 34 people. As well as his many, many jobs on the island, Tim is also a more than competent tour guide, as he demonstrated when showing us around Whitty's new hostel. Yeah, this is the kitchen area here now. 
this is the self-service kitchen so as i said you have your if you're staying here you have your toasters your you can bring some food to heat up with you we have foreman grills if you want to do with the cooking and we have cereals and breads and jams and butters and so you'd, you'd have plenty for your breakfast if you stay here mm -hmm. um i suppose we better start in the old building yeah this building then it's actually hard to believe in 1930 there was 80 children inside in this room every day going to school so the building was completely derelict i have a photo here i can show you of the building if you want to see what it looked like before we started it's here somewhere now that would have been fifth and sixth class in 1930 and this would have been the building under construction what year were you here i left here in 1982 but of course, Tim has never really left the old schoolhouse on Whitty Island. And with the hostel now open for business, he has some big plans for the future. But you're like, you know, it's early days yet. We're all still finding our feet after COVID. And it's nice that there seems to be a little bit of normality returning to life at the moment anyway. And um, yeah, I think people are eager to get out to places like these. You know, it doesn't matter how long you're closed. When you have to open up after a year and a half, you're just throwing the kitchen sink at it to get everything ready and to get open and get stuff going and even just to get into the hang and the swing of things again. So from now until the end of August will be just, you know, survival we'll say and coping with people and, and our coping with crowds and getting it all done. But then I think in September and in longer term then we'll be looking to do things to extend the season. With Whitty and our other offshore islands hopefully set to blossom as the country continues to reopen, Another strand to West Cork life that has been attracting visitors from near and far is our world-renowned food culture. Michelin stars have become synonymous with the region, with the likes of Chestnut in Ballydehob, Dady in Baltimore and Bastion in Kinsale, all currently in possession of the coveted awards. This reputation as a foodie destination is something Helen Collins, chair of A Taste of West Cork Food Festival, believes is essential to the West Cork experience. I think I think by just even turning up to the Saturday market in Skibbereen and, and obviously the equivalent markets in the other towns in, in West Cork, um, and you see the amount of visitors that are there, it, 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 it's a hugely important part um, of the West Cork experience. I mean, for people that don't live by the seaside, I think the, the, the idea of coming to a seaside place like West Cork and having the incredible fresh produce we have out of the sea, particularly like the prawns, the, mu the mussels, the oysters and all of that is an essential part of, of, of the experience. Um, the reputation of West Cork food is, is like just huge. And um, I think uh, certainly from all the visitors that I speak with, um, they want to see where it comes from. They want to meet the producers. They want to experience the food. They want to sit outside the pub in Court McSherry or Baltimore or Skull or wherever and eat their crab claws or um, have their mussels. It's all part of the joy, the complete joy of being in West Cork. This year may well become known as the year of the artisan food truck, a phenomenon that came into its own during the pandemic and which those in the industry believe is here to stay. Here's Neil Grant of the Celtic Ross Hotel again on the opening of Kraft, the hotel's resident food truck, and what it meant to their business throughout the pandemic. That's been great. I think it's brought us a new demographic and it's incredible how many you know, new visitors it's brought to our website. So it's been a, a game changer in that, in that way that it's got us to new audiences and it's got us national 
national coverage and publicity. It's amazing uh, how much a food truck can attract, uh, you know, uh, nationwide kind of attention. So it's been fantastic. So with hospitality, island life and the West Cork food scene all well placed to bounce back, another sector that has also been enjoying its own renaissance is film. The Fastnet Film Festival in Skull has become a hugely popular niche festival that punches way above its weight on the international stage. Oscar-winning producer David Putnam is a patron of the festival, as is Oscar-nominated actor Saoirse Ronan, who provided this year's virtual welcome message. Hello to everyone in Skull and welcome to the Fastnet Film Festival 2021. Here's Fastnet Film Festival director Hilary McCarthy on the positive impact the industry has had on the region in recent years. Well, in 2008, when the festival started, it was our first year, um, a feature film, The Runway, was shot in and around the area of Skull and West Cork. And um, the spend was about €60,000 a day, which is huge for the area. So everything from accommodation, catering, you've got extras and you have all sorts of requirements for people shooting a film. It also brings in um, tourists because obviously people get to see how beautiful the area is. Um, and then that has a spin-off on um, businesses in town, shops, and people then end up relocating to the area. And then you have more people in schools and the whole community benefits. So it's vital. Um, for the area I and mean, we've, we've benefited by so many films in the area over the last number of years. West Cork is also garnering a reputation as a great region for producing top-class actors such as Skull's Ayula Smart, who recently starred in Bantry Woman Kate Reardon's Smother, and Skibbereen's Megan Cusack, who stars in BBC's hit show Call the Midwife. Here's Hilary McCarthy again. Well, I think the future is really very bright for film here in West Cork. I mean, uh, there's a, a great amount of films being made and a lot of talk about films being made and there seems to be a little bit more support financially from the various um, cohorts so uh, definitely we can see the future is bright. Another huge growth area in coastal tourism over the last number of years has been the ability to share with visitors the variety of wildlife on our doorstep. West Cork now rivals anywhere in the world for its sightings of whales, basking sharks and dolphins. Before his election to Dáil Éireann, Christopher O'Sullivan worked in the whale-watching business and it's a sector he's passionate about. Any Sunday that I get the opportunity, I'll be, you may be sure that you'll find me out on the, on the North Atlantic looking for humpback whales, fin whales, minke whales and, and dolphins. And look, it's not just whale-watching. I've said time and time again, I really think that West Cork um, can be the European capital of uh, outdoor activities. Um, you know, whale watching we've, we've spoken about and, and look, the footage of that speaks for itself. You have some of the biggest animals that have ever roamed the planet just right off the coast here. I mean, if, if Niall went up to the top floor of the Celtic Cross Hotel and looked out towards Galleyhead, you know, there's a good chance that he'll see some humpback whale activity or, or fin whale activity at the moment. So that's well documented. And I think I would encourage people to come to the Cork Coast and try and avail of that. But there's so much else, um, kayaking, you know, it's, it's such a wonderful experience. And if, if you can come to West Cork and avail of one of the many guided tours here, it can be done in such a safe manner. Um, and then, you know, you, you throw night kayaking into that mix and it's one of the most special experiences you can have anywhere in the planet. 
So, with all the tools in place for a quick revival of the West Cork tourism industry, what can we expect from summer 2021? We leave the last word to Whitty Ferryman, John Sheehan. I would think the signs are good anyway if people stay here, like as they're supposed to like. There's no, you can't go anywhere outside the country, so it should build up here and make it, make it busier, like really, it should do like. And the signs are there already that there are people appearing around that wouldn't normally be here, you know. Bringing Back the Tourists was written and produced by Jack McCarran and me, Siobhan Cronin. It was edited by Jack McCarran with reporting also from me, Siobhan Cronin. Audio and video production was from Jack and Kean Desmond of Desmond Brothers Media. The series editor is me, Siobhan Cronin. The Big Story is a Southern Star media production. For more stories like this, subscribe to The Big Story wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at southernstar.ie. Thanks for listening to another Southern Star Media podcast production. Stay connected to West Cork by subscribing to our e-paper and support local, quality and trusted journalism. Visit www.subscribe.southernstar.ie